shelf life contains adult content and even though it's all about toys may not be suitable for children. Welcome back to Shelf Life, a collector's podcast, episode 49. That's right. Hang on a second. You hear that? Adam, you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I hear it. Do you know what that is? Uh, you fiddling with your keys. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my keys. Oh. This is a professional tamp. Well, okay. They're sleigh bells. They're sleigh <laughs> oh, okay. bells. Not a tambourine. Um, you know why there's sleigh bells in the in the background there? Because it's Christmas time. It, it's I think you mispronounced it there. It's Shelfmas, baby. Oh yeah. I think it's is this our fourth Shelfmas? That sounds about right. We we just celebrated our fourth Halloween spooktoicular uh, <laughs> shelf of uh, shelf death. So it makes sense that this is the fourth shelfmas, which is insane. Yep. Um, by the way, my name is Blake and his name is Adam. Um, That's correct. But you know, you knew that. Happy Mary, so, Mary Shelfmas Blake. Mary Shelfmas, one and all. Episode 49, can you believe? Do you know what that makes next month? Uh, the month we go out with a bang. <laughs> Our last episode ever next month. <laughs> Yeah, only four years to get to fifty episodes. That's, like that's that's progress. Oh, definitely. We the that's hardest working hard wor- team, the hardest yeah. working team in podcasting. And that's dependability. That's the podcast you can depend on, folks. Yep. And that's why that's why people come back. Let's not belabor this. We have someone very special on, on the line, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I always I feel don't. bad whenever we have a guest and we end up doing like a five minute intro and they're yeah, just sitting no, there. No, I'm not. Ne- so I listen to podcasts with, you know, more famous people. I'm not going to do a 10 to 15 minute thing like some of them do and they make people wait in silence. I don't have that kind of clout. You got to get that first <laughs> right. ad break in before you get to the famous people. Otherwise, the, the sponsors will be pissed. <laughs> That's right. And sometimes the person breaks in and it, it's a nice little icebreaker. And, Hi, you know, I'm, it, I'm, it's, it's Santa Fancy. Ho, ho, ho. You're all getting vaccines this year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait, scratch that. That's only for rich people. The rest of you are getting evicted. <laughs> oh, oh, that is true. I'm out on the street next month. Um, that was the sound of Santa Fancy Mark. Uh, <laughs> AKA Christmas for everyone. Yeah. Come, come to ruin, to bring the mood down a bit. You may know him as, as Fancy Mark on the internet. Adam, help me list off his, his, his CV. So he's, Marcus, uh, he does... It sounded like I said Marcus. <laughs> Mark does the uh, a podcast. He's a fellow podcaster. Does a podcast called Doing the Nasty. He's a horror movie aficionado, from what I understand. Yep. Uh, he is a toy photographer on Instagram and fellow toy collector. And a, and a big fan of Shelf Life. 
Oh, well, thank uh, you. Uh, I was going to oh, say, geez. you're right in the wheelhouse of everything that Shelf Life yeah. stands for and loves. Like, I'm going right. to be totally honest. I'm absolutely terrible at listening to other people's podcasts. I've been doing podcasts for a really ridiculously long time, and I did a lot of terrible shows like back when uh, n- nobody was really doing podcasts. Nobody hardly even knew what they were. Like, n- not that really that long ago. This was maybe 10 years ago when I first started getting into all this stuff, and man, it has changed a lot Wow, since, uh, this, uh, like, between then and now. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I your guys' show like I, I legit I've really struggled to find a lot of really good podcasts about action figures and collecting and stuff. You guys' is one of the few that like I'll, I'll listen to like right as soon as it comes out, and yeah, th- that's coming from somebody that like I I know some pri- like what I consider some of the most talented podcasters like on the planet and. Uh, I'm terrible at listening to their shows. Like, I think a big part of it is they put out so much, so much content that there's no way anybody but them could ever possibly listen to it. So, um, like I, I just gave up that whole battle a couple years ago, but yeah, I, I discovered you guys like a year, a year or two ago. I, I forget how probably on Twitter somewhere. And, uh, yeah, I, I really like this show. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to be here. I'm, I'm going to try really hard not to ruin Christmas, but, uh, it's kind of, <laughs> it's been one of those years where there's barely going to be Christmas kind of, I think for most mm-hmm. of us. So, um, yeah, yeah, lot, lots to think about ending, ending this fine year of our Lord, the, the, the two zero two zero. 2020 represent one, folks. one for the books gang. It's one for the books. It, yep. It was a, a, a a banner year put it down in the history books well thank that's really flattering uh thank you and uh i it boggles the mind that that people would <laughs> stick with this insane show for for multiple years um it makes me feel there is uh, as you were saying there is way too much content out there i try to keep up with a few people's podcasts but um I feel terrible that i put out several podcasts some of which are between 2 and 3 hours long which is ridiculous, and when I got into this, I promised myself I wouldn't make those overly long podcasts. But I mean, it's, n- n- never this one. We wouldn't do that. It's but. hard. It's hard not to when you're talking about things that you're really passionate about. Yeah, like, there, there's definitely a yeah. lot of things I could talk until the end of time about. So, I mean, yeah. well, and it, it seems like there's kind of well, I'm sure there's many styles of podcasts a person can do, but it, it seems like kind of two of the most popular ones are ones that take kind of a more more journalistic approach to podcasting where it's all very tightly edited and planned uh, and, you know, has a exact minute mark that they hit. But then when you get into the other type of podcast, which is just kind of stream of consciousness insanity yeah. that most people do, those are the ones that yeah. will obviously go really long because you're just basically sitting around having a conversation with your, with your buddies. Yeah, and if you're like me and, and can't help like I'm not able to converse with humans without interjecting really stupid, often vulgar jokes every <laughs> couple minutes that that lead into long tangential, uh, uh, you know, tangents. Yeah. If you're like that, um, it's impossible to make a a succinct and short uh, and listenable podcast. But you know, we have fun doing it, don't we? We do. Well, I do. I question whether you do. <laughs> or not. Um, I do. I, it, it's harder to have fun when, when you spend half your week editing, but yeah. uh, I, I created this, this, uh, nightmare for myself. So I was, I, I was going to say, it seems fun. like a, a bit of an issue of, um, 
biting off a, a little more than you could chew, perhaps. But yeah. that is not a, a criticism. I actually applaud uh, the effort that you've been putting into these creative pursuits lately. Well, thank you. Um, I would I would try to pawn the editing off on someone else, <laughs> but I'm so I'm so incredibly controlling and perfectionist that like I couldn't. I don't think I could stand the idea of someone else editing my words. They'd, they'd like make me sound dumb, I feel like. And I always try to make myself sound smarter by cutting out anything dumb I might say. I make it sound like I said the right thing when I said the wrong thing. That's the kind of magic you can work when you're in the <laughs> editing booth. But also if you're like me, you're probably hypercritical about like every single word or non-word, yeah. like pauses and uhs and errs and stuff. Yeah. Like other people aren't really going to, you know, it doesn't bother them nearly as much as it bothers you. So I, I think maybe yes. there would be some advantages to having somebody else edit, edit my shows. Yeah, but I, I think... I'm like that too. I think the show would be all my shows would be four hours long with if I didn't take out <laughs> pauses. <laughs> like I'm a nut about taking out awkward silences. And when other podcasts leave them in, I'm not naming any names. No one I know does this. Nope. But uh, <laughs> when when that happens, uh, I kind of cringe, folks. I'm not gonna lie. It's the editor so, inside you. You're like, I would have fixed that. Exactly. It's like, I would have, here's what I would have done with my skills. So, Mark, what are some of the other podcasts you've attempted over the years that maybe haven't uh, survived? Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually have a question about a specific one, but I'd like to hear what some of your other uh Yeah, so 10 years. That I, I We've barely been doing it three or four, but yeah, I, I'd like to know as well. Uh, well, oh Lord. Uh, so <laughs> kind of the show that got me into podcasting and then later on, I actually joined the show and was there for a good, like on and off. Like it hasn't been 10 years solid. Like I, I know crazy people that put out shows every week and have done so for like years and years. And I think I would blow my yeah. brains out after doing that for about a, like two years or something. Um, no chance. Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah. I say like 10 or 11 years, like on and off, basically. And there was long, like, did, like chunks of time in the middle of that where I probably wasn't doing anything. But the show is called The Midnight Horror Show. That was like the first one I got into. And it was uh, similar to this where it's like the like, you know, if if podcasting was two two fraternities, one is, you know, the animal house house and the other is the preppy kids that are going to go make money i want to hang out with the animal house kids oh yeah so you know we're we're belushi baby <laughs> so, yeah that's that's kind of what those guys were like uh, back in the day and yeah like i said this was like a long time ago like back before mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't seem that long ago 10 years or you know 11 years or whatever but they'd been doing the show for a couple of years before i kind of like caught on to wow. and joined up and so the earliest like when podcast first came out basically yeah, like when the only place you could get them was like either like Podomatic or iTunes or like yeah, the iTunes yeah, yeah. store or whatever the hell it was called back then. Uh, that... And who was listening? I mean, no one listens to us now. <laughs> right. I feel like back then, like how the hell do you get listeners? Yeah, there's there was like almost no competition back then, but you'd have to be like, yeah, go to this ah. goofy website with this goofy little player in the middle of it. Like maybe if you, yeah. I mean, that, that's why you'd get it onto iTunes is because everybody had iPods back then. It was, I think, a little right. bit before everybody's smartphone already had like an iPod inside yep. of it, basically. So um, I recall. Yeah, that, that that's kind of how you did it back in the day. Yeah, nobody made money off of it. We all kind of did it just for fun. And yeah, I'm like still friends with all those dudes. We still talk like that. That show has come back and died so many times that like I can't even <laughs> count how many different 
things it's been called and different versions of it that had different people on it, kind of. But uh, that's kind of where it started. I did my own show that was just called Fancy and Friends. Uh, I think the last episode for that came out like three or four years ago now, something like that. But those were all audio commentary shows where I'd pick a movie like in advance and I'd try and round up as many of my fellow podcasters that would show up at the same time as I could, which is really difficult because I know people in like fucking Scotland and Australia and shit that are impossible to get on shows a lot of the time. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, that was that that was another thing where, yeah, it's like I can't really like I, I can chop stuff out of this, but it's going to have to be silence because it's got to sync up with the movie. Otherwise, the stuff we're saying right. is going to come at different points in time. So it was yeah. fucking torture, honestly, doing that show. I made it 20 <laughs> episodes in and I just couldn't do it anymore. Like it was a problem oh, of like like how long they were and getting people together all the time was getting more and more difficult. I just said the hell with it. I'm done with it. And yeah, it was like late last year, my friend Duncan in Scotland approached me. He's like, Hey, I'm doing season two of this show. I was doing a while ago called doing the nasty, uh, which is a show about a bunch of movies, uh, that were banned in the UK. The, the like British film board basically put together this list of, uh, the first one is 72 movies. The second one's like 85 movies spanning mm-hmm. from like mid to late eighties to before that. And in the UK, at least a, a police officer could walk into a video store and not only confiscate these movies and destroy them, the video store owner or clerk or whoever could go to fucking jail even just for renting them. Like that's how draconian oh this bullshit was. And like <laughs> there, there's, we we've done 12 episodes. We did two movies a month, which is like nice and easy going for my work ethic as far as podcasting goes these days. Uh, so, yeah. so we've done 24 movies this year so far. They've, they've ranged in quality and like what they are and shit like since like so many different ways. Uh, like my least favorite and it's going to be a recurring thing on this show is cannibal movies. Uh, <laughs> way yeah, not my those thing, are rough. way not my thing. And like the older I get, the more of these movies just kind of piss me off and I keep having to watch them for fucking podcasts. So no, that part, I'm not really looking forward to so much. We just put out an episode or we just recorded an episode today, actually uh, about yeah. the prowler, the great uh, Joe Zito, I think, directed that is slasher movie, and Deep Red, the Dario Argento uh, Giallo ah. that kind of kicked off everything. So there are some good movies on that list, but there's a lot of turds on there too. And sometimes those are, I think, more entertaining to talk about because I'm just like, this movie's a piece of shit. I, I listen to you guys talk about Prom Night. Oh, okay. Which- is one I've actually seen because I love Jamie Lee. Right. Um, the original one, I, I guess, not the ye- yeah. remake yeah. or sequels. I don't think I knew there was a remake, but now I'm like, hmm. Uh, or it might I, not I even be a remake. Is it just the same title, but it's a completely different movie? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a remake, but it's also like a PG-13, like mid to early 2000s remake when they were cashing in on everything that they possibly could. I've not yeah, seen it, but yeah. I've heard it's terrible. 
And uh, speaking of, of Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, my wife and I, Sim, I recently watched uh, Terror Train, which I think you referenced in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And man, that is a bonkers ass. It has David Copperfield in it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. And the the, the, the the slasher killer wears like three different masks. There's like the, the, the Marx Brothers mask and like the <laughs> yeah. two other ones or something. Yeah, that's a fucking weirdo movie. I think that was What like, a weird ass movie. That's yeah. about the cracking point for Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, when she's just like, I mm-hmm. gotta get out of this out of this genre and go do like a drama or a comedy yeah. or something or i'm gonna be doing these shitty horror movies for the rest of my career and now what's she doing full She's circle back, back. come back to do shitty horror exactly movies. <laughs> a full a full circle career for sure uh but yeah she was always the best part of of, of those movies um i think other than halloween the first one which is just awesome all around right did you do any uh, toy-related podcast of, of the podcast that you've done in the past 10 years? No, never. I mean, it, it comes up, uh, like, well, definitely nowadays. I've only really been doing, like, toy photography, and, like, I got really seriously back into toy collecting, like, about four or five years ago, I think. Like, I've, I've always, like, you know, I, I did kind of what I think a lot of people did. I had a lot of toys as a kid, and then at some point, either I gave them away or mom donated them mm-hmm. to like toy drives or what have you. And, uh, they kind of went away and, and then it kind of came back later in life when I had money to spend on them basically. So, um, yeah, that's really only been like the last like five years I'd say. So no, yeah, I, I never attempted a toy podcast. I, t- I think I talked about, about it with a couple people at some point, but I don't know. I, I just yeah. never figure out how to do it and make it entertaining and kind of like what, it, what I would want to listen to. Like it really was like you guys that came along and I was like, ah, oh, shit, this is, a, this is, this is exactly what I want out of a toy podcast. Well, it's weird because I feel like our our t- hardcore toy content is minimal. <laughs> yeah, and and we, I, I I don't feel like I know what I'm talking about that much at all. But like it, it's ninety percent comedy to me, and just and just goofing off. And yeah, talking I about think whatever comes to mind. Also, when we first started, we really tried to have like a game plan and topics and things like that, and then eventually we just kind of ran out of yeah. out of those yeah. ideas, and so we were just. Now it's kind of become, we just talk about whatever it is that we're buying, which makes it somewhat more limited because Blake and I both have fairly specific things that we collect. And uh, so we're not able to get into the like full range of, of toy collecting that maybe a lot of people do, but. Well, and yet I run, I run into the same thing a lot doing horror podcasts, especially when they run for like more than a year or, you know, a couple of years or whatever is eventually you kind of have to start talking about stuff that's only tangentially related or maybe not related at all, because you'll just, yeah. you, you know, you'll get burnt out talking about the same thing over and over again. Absolutely. Complaining about the same Marvel legends. <laughs> and, and kind of shit. Fucking it, has week bro. after week. And I mean, you know, that's what. Uh, other podcasts are out there doing um but the the problem you were talking about whereas when you started out 10 years ago there wasn't competition now uh like adam and i were like we we want to do a, a toy podcast the problem is there are ten thousand podcasts about toy collecting right now i think right at any given time um and it, there's like so many I, I can barely even check in on what other people are doing because there's just so much out there and they're so long, but, uh, yeah, like it's, it's hard to, to break in and get a piece of that toy real estate. I feel like. Right. But anyway, enough about us. <laughs> enough nerd. What? I want I want to complain about how hard it is in the podcast. Um, <laughs> I want to complain Listen, that I've had I, to block we just need to Spotify explain. like 10 times on Twitter now. Wait, what? Why? 
because they like they have sponsored ads all the time and like oh. especially lately i've been getting to the ones with joe rogan's stupid fucking face in them and <laughs> oh, God. yeah there's a page for like spotify 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 podcasts spotify store yeah. they make like a hundred of these so that they can get like multiple ad campaigns going on basically then you got to block 10 or 12 of them oh god yeah, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, that's that's okay. I was just going to make some dumb joke, and now I've forgotten no. what it is, so... Oh, I wanted to hear the dumb joke. Well, sorry. Should we should we move on to something more more pleasant? Not that this was unpleasant. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I don't know what you were thinking of moving on to, but um, if you Nothing. wanted to get into the recent purchases or acquisitions yeah. Oh, portion yeah. of the Oh, yeah, we should actually talk about toys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, I, I think, as is customary... Uh, Guess goes first. Mark, yeah, if you would okay. like to talk about anything you've got. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm still waiting. Like, like, basically, all I've really collected this year, or at least like my primary focuses, have been NECA Ninja Turtles, which has been... Oh, boy. Whew, quite a ride, buddy. Yeah, it has been Everybody's a ride. Thing. And I assume you uh, saw that um, the uh, Android body is starting to pop up... Uh, in some sh- places around the country. Yep, I sure did. It wasn't supposed to come out till next year, but yeah, let's put yeah. it out in December when everybody's at the stores <laughs> and COVID numbers are higher let's than they've cause ever been. Mass panic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the collecting the NECA Ninja Turt Turts, as you guys call them, over the course of this year. <laughs> Thank you. That Thank is, you for using the right name. Them Turt Turts have aged me horribly. Like it's yeah. it's it's been it's been an awful pain in the ass collecting those. But they've been the ones I've been able to get my hands on, which is most of them have. Like, I've been like, man, if I could. If I could get in a time machine and go back and show like ten year old me, like, uh, yo, dude, in twenty five years, this is what Ninja Ninja Turt Turts are gonna look like, <laughs> like, like ten year old ten year old me, his mind would be blown. Uh, same, same in regards to yeah. the the new GI Joe line. That's the other thing I've been really collecting is the classified series. Uh, I'm really, really impressed with those. Like, for, especially for the price tag, I think most of them are like twenty, twenty two bucks or something like that. Like, those are. Those are pretty solid, and like really, the a lot of people's complaints about those. I don't really like. I think the guns is the biggest thing that people were complaining about. Those is oh, why are they come to these big sci-fi looking Nerf guns? And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got like uh, I started buying these. Like I think they're supposed to. They're either like boxes to hold like screws in, or they're like miniature tackle boxes or something. But I have like twelve of these fucking things filled with accessories, like <laughs> guns and stuff. It's like I will never ever run out of like one twelfth to one tenth scale knives or guns or beer yeah, bottles, all that bullshit. So I don't really yeah. have the I don't really have the same complaint as far as like my real complaint about that is making troop builders store exclusives to the store with notoriously shitty distribution. That's yeah. my main gripe with that. And the and the ninja turt turts. <laughs> um yeah yeah for the most part that's been uh I've been, you know I, cl- I collect a lot of horror stuff and a lot of movie related stuff the only one of the back of the future figures i picked up was part one marty uh, classic yeah, yeah he, respectable he, he, he's the one that i had to have and i'll probably try and pick up doc brown and I might try and get biff if i can find him for like like maybe pick him up loose on ebay or something like for a little bit cheaper i just they kind of came at a time when i just am not you know I don't have a ton of money to spend on these things. There, there was a couple of the Ninja Turtles sets I had to pass on to because I'm like, Jesus, it's Christmas is coming up. I got, you know, other things I got to be spending my money on. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I picked up. Did you guys see the Limb Toys, uh, not Metal Gear Solid figure? Uh, they're like a Japanese company. They put out a lot of these um, 
they're like really high quality figures, but they don't get the licenses to them. So they're, huh. I, I think mine's called like Ahab the Phantom Pain Part 5 or something. <laughs> and it's very clearly Snake from Metal Gear Solid 5 that they just didn't get the license to. But uh, that fucker got delayed like a year and a half, I think, like from when it was supposed to be delivered. And uh, it, it, was, it was supposed to come out like sometime last year. So I waited forever for this thing. And uh, finally showed up like I don't collect way a lot of like premium priced kind of figures like usually most of the stuff I collect yeah. is under a hundred bucks I think this guy was a hundred and twenty uh, whatever the equivalent in Hong Kong dollars was but uh, really nice figure uh, fragile as fuck I like immediately broke parts of him off as soon as I got him out of the package um, there's parts like the clips to his magazines and like some parts of the guns that I think are intended to be glued in because they do not stay where they're supposed to be. And he's got mm. really goofy wrist articulation where there's not like a, there's not like a hinge there. It's, it's really just like a peg that you can get like a tiny little bit of swivel on it. And it was really frustrating trying to get him to like hold his guns and his guns are fragile as hell too. They're made out of like peanut brittle. So they break out break. <laughs> if you look at them wrong, mm. Um, so yeah, so, that, that was a little disappointing. I've got a question about this. Now, it may not be directly related to that particular figure, but when you talked about the different pieces of the gun falling off, right. I think a lot of high-end collectibles will purposefully create a, weapons or accessories that are in multiple parts like that, which I feel is largely unnecessary. Absolutely. Uh, we, we don't need one twelfth scale magazine clips or uh i don't know grenade pins to, to have to worry about um, <laughs> so my question is this to, to you mark is for toy photography purposes are those things good to have that flexibility where you can have more dynamic poses or are they as big of a nuisance as they are to to me <laughs> I mean, kind of both. They are absolutely a huge nuisance. Everything, especially when you start getting into like stop motion animation, everything is a nuisance that you don't super glue down to what it's like sitting on. However, I've gotten into situations where like I really I had an idea for something and I really needed something and I would have to make it and it would look kind of shitty. So, like, I think it's really kind of scenes, like, I mean, that's kind of the great thing about toy photography is you can do whatever your imagination can come up with. But it's a lot easier if you have props that kind of look the part, I guess you'd say. So, I mean, the, I, I, I would say it's good and bad for, for those reasons. Like, like you, you want a little bit of flexibility as far as your, your props and your sets and your shit goes, but... Um, yeah, I've, I've lost so many of these things into the, I don't even have carpet in my house. We tore all the, all the carpet out of this oh. house a long time ago. So I don't know where the hell these things went. They probably fell in a vent or got put in a wrong box or God only knows where the hell they went, but you know, they're, they're somewhere. So <laughs> also absolutely I've, a nuisance. I can't I've imagine so many fucking how many batarangs are I was tucked into say. the carpet of Blake's <laughs> office. Mezco's. Okay. Mezco gives you like 45 batarangs with each of their damn Batmans for the 112. <laughs> and these batarangs are about two millimeters in diameter. Yeah. And yeah, if you, you, I guess they give you so damn many because if you drop one, it is gone. Don't try to look for it. It's gone. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're pretty well guaranteeing you're going to lose a few of them. So they're like, here, here's yeah, a couple so extra, kid. A couple yeah, being tw 20 extra. 12. 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. L literally, they come in a 12 pack. Then they're like, oh, here's a medium-sized batarang. And yeah, uh, Mez 
112 accessories are insane. I don't know why I'd complain about too many accessories, but uh, it's excessive. Well, anyway, go ahead. No, I I think, and maybe that's kind of my own personal problem is I because I don't really do much displaying or photography I'm like accessories who fucking needs them and so, <laughs> yeah and so they're they're always a nuisance to me but I understand that other people are probably like love you know like like even Mark had admitted he's got a ton of 112 weapons which are good because yeah. he's able to replace some of the shittier weapons he gets in in these newer yeah. releases but for me I really could care less about any but of I them. mean I I pose, I display and and pose um, most of my toys, and um, but still, I can't think of a practical application for the twelve microscopic batarangs. <laughs> right. Like he, he, I have my sovereign knight holding the big fancy batarang, but like, what on earth would I do with with the microscopic ones? Well, I don't know. You could, you could like. If you had if you had like a bat cave set, you could make like a big drawer out of them, out of like a piece of foam, just cut out like little <laughs> slots, and you get your shot of him picking out his batarang before he goes uh, out and beats up some criminals. Yeah, so it's like a, a a toy version of what I actually have in real life, which is drawers full of batarangs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is see that's why you're a, a toy scene photographer because you 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 think on another level, a smarter level than than us plebeians ever do. Well, and I can come up with great ideas for other people to take, but when it comes to me, I sit down and I'm surrounded by dozens and dozens of toys and like four or five sets that I've built, and I'm like, I can't think <laughs> of a goddamn thing to shoot right now. You're like, hang on a minute. What if Casey Jones punched Shredder? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody that, else on the whole internet will have a shot like that. Well, and that goes back to a little bit of the tutorial Blake gave me on how to even pose figures for displays and everything is my if I ever tried any photography it would just be like two characters standing completely toe to toe (laughs) arms down to their side they look like the shampoo bottle toys for the kids that are 12 inch tall like that's the pose they're in (laughs) but one of them would have like an uppercut that they were doing just straight straight forward (laughs) straight up in the air his head is their heads are straight looking straight ahead no one has a tilted neck yeah just add attention i i really want to see the atom display or date off or whatever i this is something that has to happen someday i'm trying to manifest it it makes me think would it be worthwhile to create like a parody toy photography account that is just the God, worst yes. but i don't think we people would it. get it I, I think people would be like this guy just kind of fucking sucks and it's not worth following that okay i saw this one recently I don't know if it's a child, if it's parody, <laughs> but it's it's a quote unquote toy photography account. But everything like I don't know how each one is so out of focus, like with modern cell phones and stuff, it automatically focuses it for you far better than than this. Like everything, it looks like it has Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> and some, some people are commenting like, hey, this is a good good try, man. But why is everything so damn blurry? <laughs> I was gonna say the toy photography people are generally pretty polite about these things and don't yeah. aren't aren't really out to like tear people down or you know but no. sometimes I it's think like, they're concerned they're uh, like are you okay do you know what you're doing like like why uh, it, did you just like smudge your phone did you get some food on it what I wish I remembered the um the at on this because I want you guys to see it and tell me what the hell is going on <laughs> but it's blurry toys it's weird. 
Mark, do you do you fuck with Mythic Legions at all? I can't remember. Oh. Man, I really thought about it recently because I started like I rewatched all the Lord of the Rings movies and picked up this uh, like non-movie Middle Earth related game that was free on PlayStation. I was like, man, I should get some mythical Mythic Legions, and I saw how much they cost, especially yeah. the ones that are oh, like God, out of print yeah. or whatever. And I was like, nope, never mind. Yeah, I was you just curious because be I, I, I mean, I, I see really cool toy photography across all sorts of different lines and everything, but man, there's something about people that do mythic legions really, really well that just looks absolutely amazing. But I have a theory and I think that a lot of them got their start doing tabletop RPG stuff. So they're already like really good painters. They're like really good at building sets out of like styrofoam and cardboard and crap. They got laying around. Uh, That's I have seen that like one thing kind of in common with a lot of those guys. I think they got their start doing doing that kind of thing. And they also have a ton of frames that, posters all over their walls that yep that's <laughs> an inspiration i bet uh yeah speaking of friends that i bet tom would be really good at, at uh, posing armies of mythic legions he's he posts like a, a warhammer thing he's working yeah. on like uh, on every hour on the hour pretty much i see a new warhammer yeah. from him uh, it feels like he's really good at painting those those tiny little shits man, i did that when i was hard in, i was <laughs> i was about 12 years old i i tried it for about three months and uh I wasn't very good, folks. Uh, yeah. And there, it's also a really expensive habit for a 12-year-old to have. So I, I didn't pick it back up. Yeah, I one time I, I went to a hobby shop and bought a D&D, uh, or I don't know, some some generic probably uh, uh, figure. And I was like, in the paints and little tiny paintbrushes and things. And I was like, mm. I'm just going to try this one, just see how it goes. And yeah. by the end of it, I had somehow ruined the sculpt with paint like it just <laughs> it looked like it was made from a, like a, a child putting together something with play-doh like but yeah. in a very very small scale it you got it was just thick. the worst worst possible thing you could imagine too thick my man it's a it's a classic rookie mistake yeah well and those those paints that come in the all-in-one sets are probably garbage too <laughs> they, they want you to buy the eight dollar a bottle paint yeah. And the Warhammer people, that's where they make their like they make their own paint too. And my god, hand over fist with that stuff. Are you yeah. kidding me? Citadel, I'm calling them out. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, quality of brush, that matters. Uh not that I'm you know, I tried my hand at it. I, I never really got good at it, but uh Yeah. Uh, like with everything, it takes practice, which is kind of my uh, Achilles heel, is that I want to, anytime I, I take on a new creative pursuit, I want to be amazing at it within the first five minutes, yeah. or I'm giving it up. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of everybody, uh, I think. <laughs> ab- ab- abandoned hobbies, yeah, we all have about, you know, 80 of them. I, ha- I say as I have my uh, uh, nearly complete custom guitar... So maybe you've heard about the guitar saga that I might have talked about on the show a I little bit before. I was like, hey, uh, so so a, a little project of mine sometime in early into the lockdown period, I was like, I have this shitty uh, Squire. It's all messed up. I'm going to like give it a new paint job, spruce it up. Um, that quickly evolved into let's build an electric guitar uh, from parts from the ground up. Um, so instead of sprucing up a guitar, I have an entirely new guitar now. I don't know how to play guitar, by the way. <laughs> I also don't know how to build one correctly. <laughs> so right. I'm at the, <laughs> now I'm finally at the end stages. And, um, as, as I am stringing it, 
have realized I got everything all cockeyed and it's just, it's not good folks. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I'm going to call it unplayable at this stage and I'm going, I'm going to have to backtrack a little cause I, I realized I didn't know what I was doing. And it's just like, you know what? Uh, I've, I want to make a guitar. I don't, I'll just make a guitar. Who, who needs uh, measurements and things like that? <laughs> here's, here's what you need to do, Blake. We got to salvage this thing. You're going to buy a gold Sharpie. You're going to scribble an indecipherable name on the front of it. Ooh. I and like then this. you're going to fucking sell it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but, and, but then people will, will be like, why did Chet Atkins have such a shitty homemade guitar? <laughs> this was the uh, guitar that Garth Brooks built himself from scratch when he was 12 years old. Now you get you gotta match the band with the quality guitar and say it's a, it's a, it's the signature trapped guitar. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! It's yeah. It's got a. It's got it's unplayable. Uh, yeah. It's got a MAGA paint job on it. <laughs> Dude, tra- is, is Trapped still banned from Twitter? Because that's pretty. As far funny. as I know, I think I think it's a I think getting banned banned is like a one and done thing. I don't think they got a slap on the wrist. They just said, "Hey, yeah. get the fuck off Twitter and don't come back." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was a perma ban or suspension, but uh, when they <laughs> when they have to uh, tell you not to do the the not to promote pedophilia on their platform, you you know you've you fucked up a little yep, bit somewhere yep. along. You go, the way. gone too far. Yeah. We like to get political sometimes on this podcast, don't we, Adam? Occasionally. If if uh, Josh is on, it's almost a guarantee. Oh. <laughs> jo- if Josh is on, he's going to go off on a rant about religion. No one's safe, really. <laughs> yeah. But now he's got a, a new podcast that uh, that can take <laughs> Luckily, on all yeah. his wild takes. He can he can get um, his yeah he can get all that out of his system. On uh, on that other podcast that I will not name, so that when he when he visits our podcast, he can be ready to just talk toys and nothing but toys. Just just turt turts <laughs> down to brass tacks. Yeah, and, and I will not say the name. I will just say that he likes to hoot and he likes to holler <laughs> about about politics on that podcast, which I will not say the name of. Because um, it's not on my network. I, I don't have to right. care. No, yeah, we're definitely not promoting anything that's not on the Ox network. Oh, absolutely that, not. That shit costs uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, hey, this we'll, we'll mention money. we'll mention that podcast all they want to once they start showing us the money. Exactly. Speaking of money and lack there, so you know I'm destitute right now, so I haven't been in toy buying mode. Yep. But I do have a, a couple things to bring the, to the table, if, if I might. Um, I saw that... Uh, Todd McFarlane, you know, he's doing these Batmans, mm-hmm. this series of Batmans. I got the Flashpoint Batman, also known as Thomas Wayne. Uh, the, the one that famously says just Batman, it says DC Multiverse Batman on the front, and it caused Funky Dynamite to be very distressed. And I, I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you turn it to one side, in, in smaller print, it says Flashpoint Batman. Then on the other side, it just says Batman again. Wow. <laughs> and you don't really get the story unless you uh, open it up and, and read the trading card, the back of the trading card inside. Luckily, I, I am familiar with this story from about eight or nine years ago, the storyline in, in the comics where he was introduced. Uh, basically, uh, it's a, it poses a alternate universe where Batman's dad was 
evil and became an evil Batman and he survived and Bruce Wayne didn't and he uses guns. This Batman shoots people. Can you believe this? He's got oh, two boy. guns. So all that to say this is a really <laughs> nice figure. Um, I It kind of makes the... I think there was only one of this guy ever done before is by DC collectibles. It was super hard to get and I always wanted it, but it, that one kind of looks like shit compared to this new one, in my opinion, because this one actually has articulation. Um, it's, it's really nicely done. Uh, I was searching the store for it for a while and was frustrated and ordered it from target's website. Then of course, a few days later, it was right there in the store in front of my <laughs> eyes. Um, but yeah, I, Highly recommend Flashpoint Batman um, from Todd. The other thing is, also while I was in Target, I noticed they had uh, restocked up on the uh, uh, at least one wave of um, the retro card X-Men and other Marvel stuff. Oh, yeah. Have, have they released that Rogue in that line yet? Do you know? I think so. I think uh, people have found her i but i also imagine she's probably one of the harder ones to find because her original release was so uh hard to get uh so i i imagine that if you saw some of them but not her that she was probably grabbed grabbed up but some of these were from an older wave like the like the white storm and i do mean white and clothing Skin. Not Caucasian. To, yeah, I have to. I have to clarify. This is not some sort of whitewashed version of Storm, which imagines her as a as, as a white Storm and uh, and Gambit on the on the retro cards. Um, I I do not care for Gambit as a person on a personal level. But I, was, <laughs> I just want to say, just just to the fans out there, fuck yeah. Gambit. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, this is an extremely hot take in the fandom. Maybe uh, I know he's a favorite. I, I don't know. I I never liked the cut of his jib. Storm, however, I I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe this is the time I start building my my '90s Jim Lee slash uh, Fox cartoon X Men Marvel Legends collection. Maybe. Oh yes, this is definitely the this time the now time. that they've completely wrapped that. <laughs> yeah. That up. Well, say, didn't Adam well, get in, in to go down that wormhole like he did a fucking yeah. year ago? Yeah. But now that everyone is out of it uh, for. for <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time for me to get into it. So I got the storm w- with with the white, and uh, I've got my beast. And you know what? It's too late to now to get all the good ones like Cyclops, I, I and and Rogue, um, unless I see her re release in the store. I guess I don't know. You or might be able my... to find that Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey three pack somewhere, but then your Cyclops will always be in a leather jacket. So <laughs> that <laughs> you joke, but. That one's ex- I thought was extremely sought after now. Is it? I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I thought-, thought it was like super expensive on the secondhand market. Maybe it is. Because um, yeah, that that one was like a, a fan fave, uh, the love triangle three pack. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's what they called it. Um, not officially. I've got my my kick ass cable nineties cable uh, jubilee. She she's fun. Uh, you know I'll be missing some key okay. Characters, so you've already you do already have a few pieces from it. Then I have a I have a few. I don't have some very key characters, but I have a few. Uh, so yeah, we were you know considering uh, the ML exit last time, and <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I, I think where I've landed at this point is maybe I'll mal exit everything. Ex- Except for these sweet, sweet '90s X Men, and see yeah. how that treats me for a while. I don't know. You got to, you got to have something, or maybe I could just, you know, do do 100% Batman, 
but um, then where am I going to put my Breaking Bad statues? You know? <laughs> yeah, I like how how much you have and and Mark, sorry that you have not been able to see Blake's office in person, but obviously you know picks. from listening to the show, he collects a lot of Batman, and and that's yeah. primarily what he has. And over the years, he's collected, he's binged and purged a lot of things. Right. But for some reason, the one thing that has maintained, despite all the Batman purchasing, is he does still have one dedicated shelf of Breaking Bad figures. And I, I can never understand why that was some was a sacred cow that he refused to... Uh, to get rid Some, of several there's several lies you just told so okay let me <laughs> um i breaking bad is not the only outlier in fact they share a shelf with both skyrim and fallout toys i'll have you know and now because i have a lack of space i've crammed in some mezco 112 um uh, batman related figures and a wonder woman for the hell of it. So okay. yeah, they're all, they're all kind of sharing the space there. Um, I have a few iron giant pieces and I think, you know, about my weird Billy Eilish collection. Sure. Which is so, you know, it's, it's 95% Batman. Let's let's say. Yep. I want to see pics. Show, <laughs> yeah. show them pics. I, I'll do like a, a, like a panoramic view and post it on Instagram or something. But uh, it, it's also kind of shameful. My office slash toy area is an ungodly uh, 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 mess. It looks like a, a child's mind created. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the room here. I'm sitting in right now. It looks like a fucking <laughs> yeah. tornado went through it. We all we all kind of have like a man child room, don't we? Or or do you, Adam? I don't know that you do. Uh, no. In fact, well. That just sent my mind going in a million different directions <laughs> of things I could Whoa. talk about. But this no, is like I therapy. Uh, what? It's like therapy. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say I don't I'm not very proactive in like decorating or hanging things up or displaying figures. So like all my walls are, are basically completely white, um, without <laughs> much decoration or anything. And I think it contributes this is where I was thinking about going, then decided not to, but here I am going back at it again. Um, I, I think it contributes to the illusion or the impression some people get of me is that I'm c- completely without personality. <laughs> is, oh, no. is that there's just nothing that I, because I've always been too afraid to really express myself because I feel like myself is a nerd and, and people will judge that harshly. And so, mm what they get instead is this completely blank slate that seems uninteresting in any way. Yeah, but that's, that's harsh, your man. that's your fucking house though. You live there. You pay to live <laughs> right. there. You bought all that shit that you're not hanging up. You should at least do that for yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's Especially true. now so that many... nobody comes over cuz we're all on fucking lockdown and yeah, shit. Exactly. It's the perfect time <laughs> right. for it. Yeah. No one sees my shit. Like uh, <laughs> you think anyone's actually looking at this? Well, if if in if anyone ever accuses Adam of not having a personality, all he has to say is, look in these drawers. And he pulls them, <laughs> and there's 900 loose Marvel Legends in yeah. each of them. Well, you, you wouldn't think I have personality based on my living room, but just follow me down to my basement, and I'll show you where the real personality lies. I mean, that sounds kind of serial killer-y, but... Uh, <laughs> well, well yeah, that, I mean, was, that was the joke. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the like, guy from Zodiac. Like pretty much <laughs> yeah. as soon as you walk in my front door, there are like star. There's a shelf that's got Star Wars toys on the top of it. My girlfriend's real into the funky pops, so there's a lot mm. of those around the house. Uh, but yeah, like I, I like I, I have a nerd house. I don't have just like a room. It's and thank God my girlfriend puts up with it. And I mean, conversely, let's be honest, I put up with her funky pops. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> yeah. Don't don't share links to this show with her. Uh, no, but like, <laughs> like we we we're real like we're real cool with each other's like you know nerdy obsessions and like you know we don't hold back like the, the whole house is covered in shit. <laughs> yeah, and my my wife and I live in a very small space, and we are in danger of dying beneath an avalanche <laughs> of nerdy garbage because um, she does it too. I mean, she she does accuse me of you know hoarding um, Batman's and such, but. Uh, don't let her hear this, but she's got a, a whole lot of shit, too. She's got uh, her fair share of funky pops. Right. But uh, here's the thing, and I think I get intimidated by you and your wife's house somewhat because even though you so say you're, you're being buried in nerdy shit, you guys actually do have what I consider to be a very hip, kind of cool aesthetic about how you've got everything set up. And you also have a very kind of diverse setup with you've got movie stuff, music stuff, you know, hmm. I guess general nerd stuff. There's books and comic hobbies, books. Yeah. And so it's it's a lot of shit. Yes, you're right about that. You guys do have a lot of shit, yeah. but you've got a lot of <laughs> yeah. cool shit, you know? Wow. And stuff that's, yeah. like, generally, I think, pretty resellable. Like, I, I, was, I was talking to somebody about this not that long ago, and they were asking me how much I have in savings, and I just fucking laughed at them. <laughs> <laughs> And like we got to think about it, this uh, this dude is like genuinely like kind of the kind of trash shame me for not saving any of my money. But then I was talking to somebody else that had overheard this, and they're like, "Well, you spent your money on stuff, but it's like all stuff that like if you got into a pinch, you know, you could probably flip like some of it for a lot more than you paid for it, and some of it not so much. Yeah, you know, probably most of it not so much. But I've, yeah. I've got it's you an, know like probably my it's record an investment." Yeah, exactly. Like I, my record collection is probably worth a few grand. Like if I ever got into a pinch, and I, I think then the really tricky thing is not becoming overly overly attached to it. Like I definitely feel like the more shit I accumulate, the less I'm attached to it, and the easier it is to let certain things go and make room for new things. Or you know, if you just like completely lost interest in something, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate. It happens like pretty frequently, and then yep. it's easier to let it go and. You know, you might not make as much money as you paid for it, but, you know, you got your enjoyment and your use out of it, and then eventually you can get some bucks back for it. So, I mean, I don't, it's not, I don't view it as, like, a complete waste of money. I mean, I, God knows I wish yeah. I had some money saved, but if I ever get in a real tight pickle, you know, I, I don't really have a huge problem letting a lot of this shit go. So. No, I... I agree completely. When people ask me how much I have in savings, I say, what do you think? And I point to <laughs> 500 Batman figures. Um, speak of um, record collections, though, just, I mean, toys have big, been my big thing for uh, a while now. Um, but just more recently, like, I, I think by accident almost we've accumulated more uh, uh investment in vinyl records than all my toys combined easily because right. they they seem to appreciate so much better than any of the toys i've ever had so 
they're I feel like they our collection shouldn't be so close to the front door and windows because it's like so much wealth is is accumulated <laughs> right there in the in these uh, you know uh, cabinet not cabinets whatever you call it shelf of, of records what whatever you put a record on yeah um, I, those, those cube things see I've done the exact opposite where I also have kind of moved largely away from toys which I I was kind of amassing some not obviously i wouldn't put it as as wealth but uh <laughs> yeah. but you know stuff i was buying was definitely appreciating in value and i've i've gone away from that and started collecting more blu-rays lately which absolutely mm. do not appreciate in value <laughs> no, at all what? not usually uh, most of them will just do a deep dive off of a cliff immediately so no nah, blu-rays just keep going up and up yeah yeah one day buddy <laughs> yeah, it's it's really uh, it's way hit or miss what kind of Blu-rays go up, and most of them don't go up in value. Most of them you can find for dirt cheap yeah. in a couple years because nobody cares. Like it's not the hot new thing. I'm I'm like struggling. I think I have a couple VHS things that are like really old, weird, rare, out of print shit that might be worth some money, but I don't think like as a whole my movie collection's worth a whole lot which yeah it kind of sucks because i feel like i've spent a ton of money on blu-rays like the last five years or so there are there are a couple blu-rays i really really want and when i went looking for them i realized that they're out of print and and highly sought after and uh uh, so it's like movies occasionally yeah there will be movies like that that i guess don't do very well on their initial run or, or people uh, whoever puts them out just don't doesn't intend to do it for long term. But one of them is the Alex Winter film Freaked. Have you ever seen that, Mark? I have never seen it. I've heard about it for years and oh, years. And I, I think I, your best bet is I, to try and bootleg it because I don't know if it's ever yeah. coming out. Yeah, I remember that vaguely from uh, when I was a child. And, yeah, yeah, and another disturbing. one is just the Twilight Zone the movie on Blu-ray is very hard to find uh, too. Hmm. Yeah, Landis had it, um, uh, tried to have it ob- obliterated from history. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Because he was, uh, he actually was caught on film doing a murder. Can you believe this? Yeah. Somebody was talking about, on, on Twitter, they were talking about in the context of Mank, uh, the new Netflix movie that came out. They were like, what's a, a true Hollywood story that you would love to see kind of a dramatization in Ooh. film about? And I was like, man, Landis in the Twilight Zone movie Ouch. would be really Ugh. interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be rough, but I, I, I think I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, he's, Mank he's is dope. Landis is lucky that shit didn't happen nowadays because he wouldn't have had a fucking career Ooh. afterwards. Like, no well, way in hell. Yeah. Well, and, I, you know, I'm actually fairly new to this story because, I, I mean, I knew that it had happened. I knew that there was the accident and people had died. But it wasn't until I watched Cursed Films on Shudder. Yep. Have, you, have you watched that, Mark? Yep, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, that was the first time I actually, like, saw the, the story kind of outlined in that way. And I was just like, that motherfucker. Yeah. I think because of people like him, there, there, there's like more, more careful, more safety protocol now. So it's maybe less likely. I don't really know that. But um, so anyway, you know, did you guys know that it's almost shelfmas? Do they know it's (laughs) shelfmas? Do they know? And a cue the cue the music right there. I'm pretty sure that last did last year did our shelfmas episode episode actually come out after. Christmas. Oh, I guess God. it doesn't matter since Shelfmas is not Christmas, but it's a state of mind. And yeah, don't right. say and that we, word. And we we say what day Shelfmas lands yeah. on. 
I, not I honestly your Christian don't calendar. Don't remember what day. Don't remember what we talked about. Um, I remember one year we we watched a movie for one of these. Yeah, a tear. Uh, oh, I thought about good. that the like other day. That that was just a really bad. That was a Halloween one, but we did um, yeah. uh, the Tyra Banks super not super size me life size life two, size the yeah. sequel to life size where she's a doll come to life played by a, a supermodel. It was um, maybe our worst episode. I'm just going to no. put it out there. It was our worst episode. I don't remember hearing <laughs> I mean, that one, and I have never heard of that people movie. People hate it. It sounds terrible. Yeah. It you was one of those things out. like, wow, we're doing really good on the likes and the downloads, and then we released that episode, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, <laughs> I guess this podcast is over. I thought it was funny and fun to do, but I think people resented us for, instead of talking about <laughs> toys and stuff, we, we just did a... Uh, a hate a, watch of this dumb movie. A direct-to-video Tyra Banks movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, well, boy. hopefully this series Christmas episode will do a little bit better, because uh, I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of people that don't go home for Christmas and are going to need, you know, yeah. some... some yeah. the, the illusion of people around them, basically, is kind of what podcasts are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your friends are in your ears. It's yep. great. Yep. And w- maybe we'll get that fancy mark bump in numbers, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll spread the word uh, about you guys. We'll see if I can get some I'm, other people on board. I'm counting on it. Yeah, counting on that name recognition. Um, but yes, uh, I, for one, am glad about this Christmas. This, th- I'm sorry. I'm glad about this shelf must being different and staying at home and not seeing anyone. Uh, personally, I'm all about that. Uh, <laughs> But I don't. I don't know how you guys feel. You maybe you guys feel the same. Maybe you don't. Well, my family had really been on a, a positive trend of actually getting me things I like recently, and <laughs> I hate that I'm not going to get presents that I like. Oh my but god! Other than that, yeah, I'm fine with this. Here's the thing: I always get. I mean, you know how your parents hound you. What do you want? What do you want? Like you're. I'm, it's like nothing. I, I'm not twelve. What I want. What I literally want is money to pay my bills. Yep. Do that. You would be the best mom or dad in the world if you just do that. And they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I still do enjoy getting gifts because I do feel like I am twelve. But I don't ask people for toys and things. I do that myself but i only ask my wife for toys yeah as i do keep friend i I do ask for that exactly exactly i i do keep a very lengthy very updated amazon wish list and anytime people want to know what i want i'm like here's my wish list buy me literally anything off of that and i will just be as pleased as punch yep and somehow people still get it in their heads well it's not as (laughs) thoughtful Let's go off list. Let's be an right. Asshole. It's not as thoughtful if I just pick something off this list. I need to think of something creative no. and unique. And it's like, no, no. I'm telling you exactly yeah. what I you, want. You know what's thoughtful? What's thoughtful is getting someone what they asked you for. <laughs> yeah. But that said, I I'm not. I don't mean to uh, say that I don't appreciate gifts of any form, but I. Always very much love when someone just buys something off my damn wish list. Right. Yeah, I, I I still rather go with, with money almost any day. Yeah. Oh, I'll happily go with money, too. Don't get me wrong. This year was but, pretty uh, rad. We had, at least between me and my girlfriend, we 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 did it a little different. Like, like last year, I don't know, we didn't really, like, set, like, an official, like, don't spend more than this kind of limit. But it was kind of understood, like, we were both fairly broke at the time. And 
still are uh thanks to action figure collecting mostly uh but Same, yeah th- this year we got a friend of hers a gift it was a nintendo switch there there's a long story nice. i won't get into as far as that goes and uh as far as each other's you know goes we basically said buy yourself what you want like I mean, we're both like you know <laughs> still still fairly broke if i'm real lucky i might get a little christmas bonus from work like right before christmas but yeah, there was all this shit that I wanted like to pre-order, and I'm like, God damn it, it's getting so close to Christmas. So I was really happy when we came to that kind of yeah. agreement. I'm like, all right, Hasbro.com, send me some plastic <laughs> crack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, pretty. That's gonna be the longest short of it. I mean, we might get like the. I'll, I'll probably get my nieces and nephew like some Lego sets or something to keep them entertained. But uh, probably won't see them, so I, I don't know if they'll either like mail them or drop them off on their doorstep yeah. or some shit. So. I, I literally just ordered my nephew um, a Lego train uh, and I'm going to, yeah, we're going to do like a, a, a toss off where uh <laughs> drive by toy throwing. Ba- basically yeah. that's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to throw something at them and they're going to throw something back at me and then I'm going to wash my hands like a maniac. So. <laughs> Cause uh, I, I folks, I can't get that Corona. I can't do it. I was a compulsive so, hand washer before all of this, and I'm not sure if it's made it worse too. or not, but like, yeah, <laughs> I was always raised I, to, you know, wash your hands frequently yeah. and like not, you know, lick door handles was, and shit like that. Yeah, I think not licking door handles is good for any, <laughs> Teach any person, that. any time. <laughs> um, a lot of, the, there's a lot of people out there sucking on doorknobs to own the libs, something uh-huh. I heard about. Yep. So yep. I've weird. seen it. uh but uh so for shelf miss i was i was thinking of i i got three uh toy catalogs in the mail and i was like "Eh, it could be fun to to flip through these and talk about them on the show but i quickly realized it's all boring as hell and there's almost nothing (laughs) worth talking about in any of these i have amazon target and walmart um so i don't know if you guys got these you probably did uh or or know about what's in in the kitty aisles these days but um i feel very disconnected from this stuff because it's mostly based on youtube content fortnite and minecraft yeah <laughs> that's like that's half of what's in here the i other- cannot believe that minecraft is still yeah. a yeah. player in this <laughs> in this environment like I mean, I get it if people still kind of like playing it every once in a while, but I can't imagine just anybody that's still sinking the time and effort into it that they were at its peak or whatever, but it's crazy. I was a little surprised when I saw that Minecraft was still in the catalog. I was like, wait, even after the guy was outed as a Nazi? I think he sold the whole thing off to Microsoft a few he, years yeah. ago. It's probably why people forgot about it, and it had a little, little boost correct. in popularity yeah. well into its life. But yeah, that's that's a pretty rare thing for a game that like has doesn't really have a sequel. Like they just keep updating it, basically. Yeah. It's like it's been out for like eleven years or something now, and it just seems to get more and more popular. Yeah. I, I will admit it's a it's a pretty fun game to play like with a group of people. Like I remember a few years a few years ago. Like some people, a few friends of mine that I play video games with were like, just download it. I know it sounds like kitty shit or whatever, but just give it a shot. And yeah. Playing as a bunch of drunken adults on that game is actually <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's like drunk adult Legos, basically. With yeah. like a slight <laughs> mythology just, crafting kind of thing. 
you build giant like a uh, vulgar statues and stuff. Yep. Uh, yep. I was I was addicted to it for a short time, um, and then I I don't know I moved on to other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a a compulsive compulsively playable game. Time uh, hole. It is a time suck. I wanted to point out a couple things. So YouTubers are getting their own toys. I guess this is how they're monetizing themselves. Um, you guys know about this really creepy uh, child named Ryan? <laughs> of, of Ryan? Yeah, I'm vaguely, vaguely familiar, familiar, but... I, I, yeah. I, I saw your thing so, when you posted earlier. You should talk about yeah. it for sure. I made, a, I made a post on Instagram right before we came on the air about how... Uh, Ryan from the Ryan's World Toys, and I guess it's a YouTube channel, I'm assuming, um, has been four years old for the last 12 years. Yep. Yeah. And I <laughs> I made a joke I about his, his parents. Uh, I don't know if his parents are giving him something that stunts his growth um, or what's going on, but uh, yeah, he's he's still able to sell toys to, to small children um, all these years later. I swear I saw the kid in like 2010, and, and he was... And he was the same age. I don't know if it's a Mandela effect or maybe they're just using old photographs of him. Do you have theories on Ryan, Adam? It it could be deep faked. I don't. I oh, certainly wouldn't pass any. You're pass right. It. Yeah, Ryan is a uh, deep fake. <laughs> yeah, put that past anybody. I think for promotional promotional photos, that's not a, an uncommon thing to use older photos or photos when people, uh, shall we say, looked better. Not not so much in this case. You want them to look cuter and younger forever, like you were saying. So right. Um, my other theory: there is a moldering and very cursed uh, portrait of Ryan uh, uh, wasting away in an attic somewhere right now. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, you'd have to think from the the moment his first video went completely viral, right? And they that started becoming a trend. What was it? I don't have any idea. Was he but was he balloon to, boy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to think the second that happened and they started making money, immediately they had to start planning. Oh yeah. What are we going to do when this kid ages out of this because uh-huh. this is becoming a cash cow. So, I am sure that they have long had in place some sort of plan to lengthen out at least the the perception of him as a a yeah. young child. Yeah, multiple Ryans maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like how, how There we, there is a somewhere <laughs> is a basement where there is just Ryan breeding where it's, people are just uh, breeding Ryans. It's the Camino <laughs> facility. Now this is a, a <laughs> hundred thousand units with a million more on the way yeah they uh, like army of bounty hunter oh boy <laughs> i'm really sorry i i can't believe i just did an attack of the clones pull yeah uh, that's, hey, nor- that's that's okay hey not what man, i do listen we're we're into well into mandalorian season two there's all sorts of star wars lore that's being kicked up from the dust here so yeah you know we got Boba Fett himself, so ties right into Attack yeah. of the Clone. And don't spoil. I haven't watched this week's episode yet. Don't spoil it. I'm I'm sure they they go into the sci- the science of midichlorians real deep in this episode. <laughs> Blake, I will not spoil anything, but this most recent episode was so good. <laughs> okay, well, good. Um, Although I I actually think this entire season has been really really strong. Um. It I it's still an enjoyable show. It's definitely a different season. Uh, yeah. Related to that, about 
forty percent of the toys in all these catalogs are Baby Yoda related. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that that's a cold hard fact, not a joke. Yep. Speaking um, of characters, they'll never kill off. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and no, I'm I'm not gonna call him Grongo or whatever the hell. <laughs> Grogu. <laughs> uh, Gro- what's your name? Roku? Is he a streaming device? Come on, people. I I do think they have kind of written themselves in a bit of a corner when it comes to Mandalorian and and Baby Yoda in that they have kind of made it one of those unkillable kind of unalterable things where it's like, oh, now that we're just stuck with these two always being together and we can't really do anything different with the story because people will set things on fire if we do. Yeah. Oh, the stakes couldn't be higher, could they? Um, so in the, this Walmart toy catalog, it's all, of course, it's all pictures of, of smiling children, except for one page that stuck out because it's two grown men playing with slime. <laughs> huh. And Why? I wonder, what? I wondered if either of you knew what this means. It says Collins Key Mystery Challenge Wheel. It's branded. I'm I'm assuming these are YouTubers or TikTokers or Snapchatters or Spotifyers called Collins Key. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That I think they're wearing shirts that say Key Bros. They they look to be a <laughs> They look to both be in their early 20s, and they look super obnoxious as hell. And I think they're making slime. By the way, 75% of the the products, in quotes, in, in this catalog is slime. Okay, I have... So, yeah, he's... Collins Key is an American entertainer, actor, host, magician, brand ambassador, and former finalist (laughs) on America's Got Talent. His YouTube channel features comedic content that showcases Key's high-energy personality. I just remembered that off the top of my head. Oh, he has a high-energy personality? Really? Yeah. So when when I was letting my kids watch YouTube, which, by the way, I don't anymore because I I think it absolutely... Just yes. destroys children's brains. That's, That's probably a good um, plan. King. Adults you're, too. You're a king among fathers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, and it's it's weird. It's like I'll still let them watch a lot of TV and play a lot of video games, but I I feel like at least if they're watching something scripted and created, there's more. And I realize this is going to sound very old man of me, but there's so <laughs> much more value in at least that than just watching people on YouTube just do the most meaningless mindless things i don't know anyway i don't mean to preach on it but no you're right uh, you're 100 so right. so yeah when they were watching youtube they would occasionally come across this guy's videos and they would make me mad every single time <laughs> because this guy so he's very much uh is it problematic to say pretty boy <laughs> no very, he, maybe he, he's an attract he, okay so he's an attractive young man and that's clearly like the whole thing is like he just <laughs> constantly has these bright eyes and is smiling with these giant shiny ass teeth all the time (laughs) but he acts like everything he sees is the most shocking thing that's ever happened to him in his life and he always looks right at the camera just like oh my god this slime is sticking to my fingers what oh my god elsa just got spider-man pregnant can you believe it how can this be So, like, just now when I Googled Collins Key to remind myself of this, like, one of the videos, one of the first videos that comes up is just the the picture is him holding up two slices of pizza, 
and one says candy and one says pizza and he's looking like which one's which wow i i can't tell which is the candy pizza so it's for really young like a sesame street type audience maybe sure i guess but this is like this sounds like every children's youtube personality some yeah. dorcas in his 20s staring down the camera uh, with this shit-eating grin and be like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a tree! <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, that guy sells products at Walmart now, so that that's my big news. Um, fancy Mark, I'm, I'm sorry that we did waste so much of your night just bullshitting about nothing. <laughs> now, the the conversation can go wherever you you choose because you're the guest is are there any christmas or shelfmas related things you wanted to make sure that you you got into the mix uh before <laughs> before we ended our talk today um i mean i, th- I think we've covered pretty much m- most of it we could end on <laughs> like what do you guys really want for christmas this year like if, if you could have anything <laughs> what, what what would you have this year a vaccine says the nerd <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I I would like for the uh, disease to go away. Yeah. Uh, but no. Let me think on that. <laughs> Adam, do you have a good one? Oh, that's that's so tough. Are because it's like, yeah. Do I? Am I asking about or am I asking for things I actually need? Am I ac- asking for? Can it be anything like a fantasy land? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I can tell you a toy like a a Grail toy. I've talked about it on the on the show before but maybe mark doesn't know if uh a grail toy to get if if santa wants to bring this um a superpowers batman mint on card just just absolutely perfect uh (laughs) that's something i'd like to have in the old collection you know just putting that dropping hints there I would I would really that's love a good it one. if NECA would get the license to do toys based on the thing because that's my favorite movie and oh, they made it they made nice. a couple thing toys the McFarlane ones aren't bad but they're super fragile and they came out like 15, 20 years ago now and some other company did I have the McCrady and he barely moves and looks awful so I would really <laughs> like some good yeah. the thing toys man are you are you a, a John Carpenter diehard. Ab- absolutely i he's probably my favorite <laughs> okay. director <laughs> okay so here's the thing and i have this question about toby hooper as well although i think i have an answer for toby hooper um there over the the john carpenter's career and i think all of his movies are super entertaining but there are some that are made so much better than others and i've always yeah. been curious what what accounts for that some of those very dramatic shifts in quality. And I realize, you know, early in a career is going to be much, much different than later in a career. Right. Obviously. But uh there there do seem to be some very dramatic shifts in, in the quality of, what are, of movies he in, makes. In but. your opinion, what are the low points and what are the high points? Because I'm not sure what you mean. In my okay vamp he made vampires, right? Yes. Mark. Yeah. So that's that's one that I would say is have, is have on the lower seen. lower tier of, of that. Missed that one. Uh, yeah, the other one's Ghosts of Mars that a lot of people are not yeah. real. And I haven't seen it in years and years. I remember it being uh, interesting, different. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But to kind of answer your question, I think really what kind of soured his career almost is actually the thing 
because everything he made up previous to that, like starting with not, not even so much like Halloween, but like assault on priests and 13 is the movie that came out before that. And that's when people, when he kind of became like a hot new director basically, and then did the, uh, Halloween a year later. Um, he was on fire for like a really long, like a lot longer stretch than I think most directors get a chance. at. he did like Halloween, the fog, um, escape from New York, uh, I think Christine came out around that same time. There, there's like five or six of his movies that all came out before the thing. And then the thing came out and it opened in the summertime and it opened in the same summer that ET came out and oh, nobody nice. wanted to see the thing. Everybody was sad and they depressed wanted the that nice year, alien. So they, yeah. They wanted to go see the nice fluffy, friendly alien that like doesn't <laughs> you know, tear people apart from the inside. Basically like the <laughs> thing does. So the thing flopped horribly, yeah. and then I think he had a hard time getting work after that, like for a little while. Yeah, um, I think they live. I can see that. I mean, that I guess after that, and I guess it's not really particularly unique to him. I, I think Wes Craven also has some of those pretty big shifts, yeah. and honestly, it probably it probably comes down to budgetary constraints and things like that as well, too. So, yeah, who knows? But. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean it to go on it. I actually promised myself, Blake made a comment before we were recording that we always manage to talk about horror movies somehow. And <laughs> yeah. I, when he said that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through this whole episode no. and not mention horror movies yeah, at all. Right. And yet here we are. Nah, but, I, I mean, don't look mind. who our guest is. Yep, um, I, don't, I, I don't mind yeah. at all. <laughs> related related to, to NECA stuff, I think a great Christmas miracle would be NECA figuring out the Halloween licensing. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on, but it'd be cool to have a uh, original Halloween movie, uh, Lori and Michael. That'd that'd be cool. Yeah. Instead of this weird, I... uh, weird blonde haired uh, <laughs> Halloween <laughs> two stuff. Yeah, I made a point when I was gonna start collecting the Neko horror stuff again that I was only gonna get kind of the most iconic versions, and so I've held out on buying the Hollow the a Mike Myers because they don't have that number one you know, that yeah. first movie. But I've got to the point now where I'm like, with the alternate heads on Halloween 2, I could probably make that work. I, so I've, I've gotten close to maybe going, ahead, but yeah, you're right. No Lori, so. Lori's very important. Um, also, uh, uh, Annie. Is her name Annie? Oh, shit. <laughs> one of, uh, Loomis. One of I can't believe you haven't mentioned Loomis. Well, we are, there. Is there an ultimate Loomis or was that? Not an one? ultimate. No. There, there was an old oh, two-pack. Okay, yeah. They, I've got that a... cloth one that just came out, the yes. two-pack that's from the second movie. Yeah. And I mean, he works as like a first movie Loomis. Like, there's really no difference. Yeah. The thing is, he, he looks the scale. same for 20 years. He doesn't scale with seven-inch stuff at all. He looks humongous. Yeah. yeah. And, and they look a little bit like Mego figures because of the the goofy outfits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, uh, original movie Loomis uh, would be good, too. Also, uh, maybe if they could do a... Uh, First Friday the Thirteenth movie, maybe have a uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, they've they've been what? pretty open about <laughs> that being a long shot for right. a while because she doesn't want to give her like or she's dead right <laughs> her estate yeah, yeah, yeah she passed away a couple of years ago and that's that's another uh, one I have the two pack that was like a Toys R Us San Diego Comic Con yeah. exclusive oh, like five years ago and that fucker goes for mm -hmm. so much money and I of course opened mine and. Took oh lots of pictures God. with them. I broke her fucking arm at some point because the articulation oh was God. stuck inside the, the cloth sweater. So, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got my love out of it. 
that's the one that also came with Frog Boy. Is that is that right? Yeah, he's Frog basically Boy, Jason. Frog Boy. Um, I so I not most people probably don't call it that, but I heard that on yeah, a podcast. Yeah, you're the only was, person I've ever heard called. I that. heard it on a podcast called In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. Oh, Mark, have you heard uh, Matt Gorley and, and Mark Rust's uh, series of podcasts on horror series? I don't believe so. Well, they have one called In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. Then they did um, In in Myers We Trust with Guyers and Rust. And the gag was that Matt Gorley changed his last name to Guyers so that the podcast name would rhyme. Anyway, I highly recommend them. <laughs> they, do, uh, they do three hours of talking about Halloween 1, so... Wow, and, and it's very funny. It's it's a comedy thing, right? I'll have to check it out. Yep, <laughs> worth the worth the three. You know, if you got three hours, you want to piss away. I I, li- um, I listen to podcasts mostly when I drive. So, like, how hmm. how much I listen to depends on how much driving. Yeah. there obviously hasn't been a whole lot of that this year. So, yeah, part. I know. Like my drive time podcasting is is cut down so much now. It's like dishwashing, house cleaning, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like mindless tasks, that's when I listen mostly. Yeah, same. Anything else? Adam? What's the deal? What's the deal with fifteen-minute episode podcasts? And so you can put uh, them out daily. Uh, like who? So Are you I, thinking of a certain one? I am, but I don't want to mention it on here. But it, it's a it's a self help one, basically. But uh, I started trying to listen to this one podcast, and I was like really serious like this is something that i will listen to that will help me mm-hmm. and then i realized that they're all 15 minute episodes and i'm like how can you get any substance yeah in a 15 minute episode of, that you're where especially in the realm of self-help you know anyway the self-help industry is a lie that's why it is it is you're right they want you to no buy the book can- <laughs> probably yeah. honestly that probably yeah. is part of it for the rest of this information buy the book uh, no, I don't have anything else. Um, I will say nobody asked me what new toys I got. Um, oh my, well, you should have just worded it out. <laughs> that was a while ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it, at some point you just got to say, okay, I guess that conversation's not happening, but no, you can I'll say just it. throw you them out here. <laughs> Let's save the best for last. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to spend any time on it. And I actually didn't technically purchase anything new but i did get i did finally ship a pile of loot from a big bad toy store uh and that came in the mail today and that was um i got uh the san diego comic-con uh electric mayhem diamond select uh muppets box set which is so amazing blake i have to actually make a point to show you this somehow sometime but it's Mm. so so good the only complaint I have about it is that I already have an animal from this line from their original releases, and they had kind of fucked up the eyes on that animal. So I was really looking forward to this new box set. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I looked at was animals' eyes, t- and uh-huh. they fucked up the eyes uh-huh. on this one too. Of course. Um, in a different way, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Never good uh, enough for Adam. Not, yeah, no, nothing accuracy. ever is. He's a Muppet perfectionist. Nothing ever. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a he's a Muppet absolutist extremist. I am. I, I don't know why. Uh, it, I'm not going to get into my, my why you're history. in anyway. love with these puppets. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I know it's sick. It's something. <laughs> it very, is. It's very a disease. It's me. a disease of the brain. <laughs> my uh, girlfriend wanted to watch a uh, a 
Christmas Carol this weekend, and I'm like, it uh, will be it the better, Muppets version. Damn well there will be. not be another, aka the real, the only real Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. Carol, <laughs> exactly. the one with Rizzo the Rat. Wait, I thought that he only had one partner, and it was Jacob Marley. No, the new canon is Jacob and Robert Marley, played by uh, what? Oh fuck, I forgot their names. Oh That's no, terrible. I d- Wait. D- don't look at me. No, come on. Where's Josh at? He knows these fuckers. <laughs> I'm surprised it's you. It's the don't. two old men in the balcony. Yeah, and their I know. names. They're named Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. Statler and Waldorf. Sorry, Statler and Waldorf. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a joke that got way off the rails. So anyway, beyond the Muppets thing, yeah, I uh, got the um, Bluto and Popeye two pack from the Mezco uh, one twelve uh, collective. I, that had I had been waiting on for probably over a year. Yeah. Um. So very excited for those two bad boys. And finally, I got the uh, Rogue and Pyro two pack of Marvel Legends. I'm also holding off my Mlexit for a bit. Okay. But the uh, I, I reason I got it. that was because the Pyro can definitely be used as like a 90s Pyro and go yeah. with my Brotherhood of Mutants, 90s Brotherhood of Mutants that I've got going. The uh, Rogue is a more modern version, and I have right. no use or interest in her. I'm so not, a, I'm not any- a big fan of, uh, I'm not crazy about the the green alternate suit for her yeah. or i guess the one she used it, later it will definitely be the classic blake joke of me pulling out the pyro and then dumping the rest of the box and directly into the a trash classic <laughs> joke throw her away you don't need her yep all right well that's so anyway a, that's that's what i got folks sorry that's a good had to wait until <laughs> no, the 90 fine. minute mark to talk about you it did, you didn't assert yourself um yeah speaking of the 90 minute mark um the 90 minute mark sounds like a never mind I was trying to make a joke about how our guest's name is Mark. Well, what are the odds? Um, so, yeah, Merry Shelfmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be safe I hope, out uh, there. Don't be fucking yeah. out toy hunting if you're in a place which Ooh, everybody in America basically is like that. It's not really safe to be going out and shit. Don't go I out. Know. I order, know. Order shit I online. Know. Who cares if it's I no know. joke? It is almost laughable when they send out the maps that are like. Check out your risk level by state, and the whole damn thing is red. It's like, it's what is like, even the point? This is just a red map, bro. Like, <laughs> this doesn't help. It's bad. Like every I, I last time I went to Target, I was like, okay, this is the last time this year because everyone is just has their ass, you know, it's ass to elbows all the way. It's packed. Uh, can't breathe in there. Anyway, do you want to plug stuff? <laughs> Uh, yeah, check out uh, Doing the Nasty, where we talk about all the video nasties, band movies, uh, lots of talk about censorship and movie dork shit, most of them horror movies. Uh, you can find that either search on Doing, Doing the Nasty podcast on your favorite, you know, podcaster deal. Uh, that's part of the podcast under the stairs group of shows. There's a couple other great shows on that network. Uh, go, go find that stuff. Uh, follow me. I'm mostly active on Twitter. I'm yelling at people and... Uh, you know, <laughs> talking about toys and shit like that. Yeah, if you can handle me yelling at the president and yelling at politicians and stuff, follow, follow me on Twitter. That's at the fancy mark. Uh, the Instagram is fancy underscore mark. That's where all the toy photography and stop motion junk and stuff is all over there. The podcast is Excellent. entertaining. I can much. vouch for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I and I will that. recommend, I uh, can also recommend all of the uh, plugs as well as I've been frequently entertained by all great of them, photography so. on instagram yeah check out mark's great photos uh great uh backgrounds dioramas props i don't know what you call them 
It, all, <laughs> all those are accurate. Those are all things. My okay. My photos are. I feel like are very low effort. So when I see ones like yours, I'm like, damn. I'll I'll never have that much game. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of it's just sh- I've accumulated so much shit. I might as well put it to use and uh, do something with it. Like like my my main true. set is a dollhouse that I bought off of Facebook Marketplace Ooh. like a couple years ago, and it's it's nice. it's worked out great. Like yeah, don't that's that's the one advice I'll give people that are just or that are they're either just getting into it or want to get into it. Don't spend a lot of money. Learn how to make shit out of shit. Yeah, make your <laughs> own shit. Um, we man, if that's not some of the best advice I've heard, just in general, is learn to make shit from shit. Yep. Is chef's kiss to you, buddy? <laughs> put that crap you got laying around. Everybody's got ten million Amazon boxes sitting around. Do something with them. Yeah, that's what we're gonna say to our great grandchildren. We're gonna say twenty twenty was hell, and we had to make our own shit from shit. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Instagram, we our podcast is also on Instagram at Shelf Life Podcast, and I post toy related things. And Adam, Adam runs the Twitter uh, though. I I run the Twitter at Shelf Life Host. Uh, I you know I mostly promote the shelf or the the podcast there lately, but I am also on there occasionally talking about just general nerd stuff, uh, not always toys because I don't always have a lot of toy content to share since I'm a terrible photographer. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to hear me have takes on random, uh, nerd shit or toys, then follow me there. Hottest takes on the internet guaranteed, um, (laughs) at, at shelf life host on Twitter. Um, if you like us or other shows on the Ox network of podcasts, uh, you can support us and also get some extra content and access to our Discord community. And uh, if you don't know what Discord is, it'll all be explained soon. If you do know what it is, maybe your ears just perked up. Anyway, patreon.com slash auxaudio, A-U-X-A-U-D-I-O, to support us and... Maybe I'll put some of my fun music stuff up on there. Uh, but all the content for all Ox shows uh, will be available on that Patreon. That includes Are You There Pod, Discographology. Uh, like, subscribe, smash that subscribe, smash that five-star, review it. Anything else they should smash? Uh, no, I, I will just double down on the reviewing it. Yeah, uh, thing we haven't really got reviews in a while, and yeah. I know we don't typically solicit them that much. But you know, if you do like the podcast, take that extra second and let us know about it, and we're certainly thankful to know uh, yeah. that you're listening. I need, I need your approval, <laughs> folks. I'm, I'm begging, I'm begging for it. I guess that's it. Um, thanks a lot for listening this month, uh, and we will be back with number fifty next month. I guess. Have to do something big, uh, big, big. The last episode, We're, the final episode, episode <laughs> fifty. So you got to tune in. It's the last one. We'll figure out. Eh, we got big plans, folks. Big plans. <laughs> We've been letting our our guests help us with the, the outro. If you know it, Mark, yep, yep, we can I set get, you. <clears throat> I got it. Until next time, life in plastic. Ho ho ho! That's fantastic. <laughs> Woo! You know what? Close enough. <laughs> that's,
audio.